Hello everyone, this is Pastor Dean Thompson with a word of hope. The Unveiled Christ, part 34. These are they. Who are you? Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat on them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Revelation chapter 7, verses 13 through 17, New International Version. Have you ever seen something so spectacular that you hardly can believe your eyes? Have you ever been in a real situation that seems just too good to be true? Where you feel afraid to trust your senses, just in case they may be playing tricks on you? That must have been something similar to what John experienced. There he was, witnessing the saints of the ages, standing before the throne, ready to join Jesus there. They were waving palm branches and uttering words of transcendent praises to the majesty of heaven. Their joy could not be fully articulated with mere words. They were humans, that John could tell, but the glory that shone from them, that shone upon them, made them seem more than just humans. So when the attending elder questioned John, these in white robes, who are they, and where did they come from? John distrusted his own perceptions, so he, he replied, Sir, you know. In other words, you know who they are. Don't let me guess. I don't want to say something wrong. I don't want to say anything that would make me look stupid in my own eyes. Sir, you know. The elder answered his own question. These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white. In the blood of the Lamb. John learned that they were overcomers. They were tribulation conquerors. They trusted in Jesus and their faith carried them through. Some may have lost their lives along the way. Some may have been imprisoned, enslaved and abused, but they overcame. Some may have had their loved ones abandoning them. They may have been betrayed, maligned, and, and beaten time and time again, but they overcame. Some may have been disfellowshipped, cast aside as filth, marginalized and ostracized, but they overcame. Grace helped them to, over, to, grace helped them to endure to the end, and grace sealed their fate as overcomers. John saw them. He saw the joy beaming from their radiant faces. They came from every nation, tribe, people, and language. Chapter 7, verse 9. Their qualification for overcoming was not based on the color of their skin or the color of their eyes. It was not dependent on the denominational labels that they may have worn. 
nor on the number of good works they may have done. They were there because of the grace of God in Christ and their faith in his shed blood. They were there because God sustained them. What John saw is still future. It is yet to be fulfilled. And we can be a part of that happy blood-washed throng. We can do our part in singing the conqueror's song. Jesus said to his disciple, Philip, I believe it was, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, verse 6. We need to follow only him who is the way. We need to live, we need to believe only him who is the truth and live only in him who is the life. Our faith in him declares us to be overcomers and our love for him, Jesus, motivates us to live the overcomer's life. John saw them in white robes. They were covered with the righteousness of Jesus, not their own. Their confidence was not based on their good deeds their theological knowledge, or their church. Their confidence was in Jesus alone. They shouted, Salvation belongs to our God, He who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Revelation 7 verse 10. It is God who carried them, led them, and brought them safely through. It was, not, it was nothing in and of themselves. Jesus did it all. They are, not, they are saved because... They are saved because of what was done for them, not because of what they did, nor because of what was done through them. They are saved because of the goodness of God. It is a gift that they accepted. The angels were there too. They witnessed the tribulation of God's servants. They saw the trials endured, the pain and suffering experienced. They saw it all, and now they are witnessing the reward of the saints. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Revelation 7, 11 and 12. Back to the question the elder asked John that John could not answer. Why couldn't John answer the question? Who knows? Maybe he thought it too much to even cherish the thought that mankind could really get such a privilege to literally stand before the throne of the, of the God of the universe. It is a promise to the overcomer in Revelation 3.21 that they will sit on the throne with Jesus. But to really imagine it can be too much. John did not see them yet sitting on the throne with Jesus, but they were standing before the throne. The end of all things is not yet. Who are they? These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And because they have come through the tribulation, because they overcame, because they have made Jesus their all in all, they are privileged to be before the throne of God and to serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. All that they were used to on earth before, all that they have endured during the great tribulation, will be no more. It, the text says, Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, 
nor any scorching heat. Revelation 7 verse 16. They will be with Jesus forever and ever. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to the springs of living waters, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Revelation 7 verse 17. Here Stefanovich's comments. Because God's presence provides shelter, they will no longer experience the trials of life. No more tears and death, because God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Here comes true what Isaiah anticipated. He will swallow up death for all time, and the Lord will wipe tears away from all faces, and he will remove the reproach of his people from all the earth. For the Lord had spoken, Isaiah 25, verse 8. At the end of the book, John exclaims, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and, and he will tabernacle with them, and they will be his peoples, and God himself will be among them. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there shall be no more, no longer, there shall no longer be death. Neither sorrow nor crying nor pain will be any longer there. For the first things have passed away. Revelation 21, 3 and 4. Stefanovich continues. Revelation 7, verse 15 also recalls when Jesus tabernacled in the flesh among people, and they beheld his glory. John 1, verse 14. In his presence was no place for pain, tears, and death. This was what the two sisters, Martha and Mary, understood after their brother Lazarus died. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. John 11, 21, and 32. The presence of Christ with his people on the new earth is a firm guarantee of a life characterized by freedom from pain, tears, death, or any other trials. Revelation 21 verse 4. Another prophecy from Isaiah now reaches its fulfillment. Then my people will live in a peaceable habitation and in secure dwellings and in undisturbed resting places. Isaiah 32 verse 18. There on the peaceful plains and beside the living streams of the heavenly country, God's people, so long pilgrims and wanderers, shall find a home. Great Controversy, page 675. O oh God, please help us, your children, to endure to the end the trials, the hardships, the injustices, the persecutions that we have to go through on this sin-cursed earth. Please help us to not lose our faith and to hold fast our confidence in Jesus. Help us all to realize how futile, it is, how futile it is to put our confidence in any human institutions, in any church or knowledge that we may have, or the good that we may do. Help us to only put our confidence in Jesus. For it is only in Jesus we have any hope. Amen. God bless you, my brothers and sisters.